Hey, good morning, everybody. How is everybody doing this morning? Come on, that's wheat. That's wheat this morning. Come on, we've had coffee. We've got through worship, right? Hey, it's good to see everybody. If you don't know me, if I haven't had a chance to meet you this morning, my name is Jeremy, and I'm a pastor here at Eastgate Church. I want to welcome everybody joining us online. It's good to see you this morning. Yes. Yes, it's good to see you this morning, too. Hey, listen, enjoy being in your PJs. You're part of the family. Have fun. Lean in this morning. I want you to get everything that God has because you are just another campus, amen? You're just extending the reach of our church, and so lean in with us this morning. Hey, before we get started, church, there's just a couple of things I, I, I kind of want to hit on to uh, remind us of. First of all, I'm going to preach about this for a minute. Can I just do that? Um, our men's hangout is coming up in just a couple of days, um, right? It, it's coming up on October 15th. Listen to me. If you were a dude, get there and come hang out because here's, here's the deal. We're going to have dude stuff. It's not going to be like church. We're just going to be hanging out. But here's the th deal. If you've got a friend that you've been trying to get to come to church that won't come to church, I bet they'll come watch some football. I bet they'll come play some card games. I bet they'll come and get some food. Amen. Speaking of football, roll Todd. Roll Todd. It was an ugly game. It was an ugly game. Um, definitely not number one this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good time to come hang out and check this out. Um, can I just tell you men that this is important? This is not just something that we put on our schedule. Here's a, a really weird and scary statistic, right? In America, if a man is leading his family well as a Christian man of God, there is a 96% chance that his family will follow. It drastically goes down after that. And so listen, listen. Here's the deal. I know some of y'all are like, well, you know, I'm not a man. It's okay. Pray for the men of God in this church. Because when the men of God get fired up in the church, man, I'm telling you, if you want to change America, if you want to see revival come, we can pray and all this stuff. But pray for your men because I'm telling you, where the men go, people will follow every single time. I love, I love our men's ministry here. And listen, it is important. I didn't even know about the men's hangout, and my son came up and asked me if we could go. My seven-year-old boy was like, hey, Dad, there's a men's hangout. Can we make sure we go? Listen, that's breaking generational, uh, uh, ge I don't even know the word, dysfunction, family dysfunction right there. That's, that's breaking a curse because I'll tell you, many of y'all know this, my dad was not in the picture when I grew up. And so we're breaking family curses off right now. And we're, we're right now, my son at seven years old, yeah, give him praise, my son at seven years old is starting to get fired up about these men's events. So make sure that you're there. We need our men. Amen. Um, second thing, we talked about the Fall Fest volunteer meeting today. Listen, I'm just going to tell you, if you are going to be in town on October, we need you. This is our biggest event. Um, last year, we actually, I, I will tell you this, we changed our plans for Christmas this year because this event was so big that we decided, hey, let's not take away from it, let's add to it. And so last year, we planned on like a certain amount of people to come across our campus, and it doubled, church. And so this year, we're going to prepare, and we're going to be ready for our guests to come. And so we need you because this is the biggest event that we will do this year. There's still people that talk about our Fall Fest from last year. And isn't it great that we can just love and serve our community and do it well and do it to where they remember us? It almost sounds like that's a church that's making a difference. Amen? And I'll tell you, if you're planning on, well, I'll work, but I'll skip out. My wife will call you because she is fearless and bold, and she loves her charts, and she loves her sign-ups, and so she will call you. So I'm just warning you, um, if you want to go today and, and get your head wrapped around kind of what that night will look like, 
this is the meeting for you. Be there. We need you. Okay? So, how many of y'all know that life hits pause on us sometimes? All right? Life has hit pause on our pastor. So, towards the end of the week, he started feeling rough. And uh, Friday, I got the call. And if you know our pastor, like, he'll, he'll be like, listen, I might need you to prepare. But he's like, I'll let you know closer to to see if I'm going to feel better, right? Because he doesn't like being sick. He doesn't like missing church. He loves getting up here and sharing the word. And so he didn't actually even call me. Pastor Kelly called me and said, hey, I need you to take the service. That's how you know our pastor is sick. So here's a couple of things I know about our pastor. He's there with us. If he's not watching online already, he will later. Um, and secondly of all, if we were sick, I know that our pastor would pray for us. Amen. So can we hit pause in this service and can we just stand in for our pastor and, and just pray? And here's what I believe. I believe that there are some faith-filled people in this room. So don't just wait on me to pray. Stand in for our pastor this morning. Amen. Father God, we thank you. We, we come to you this morning. We ask you to heal our pastor right now, Lord. I pray that it's such a complete healing that, that right now he's not even just at home uh, um, sick and getting better, but instead this can be a time of rest and a time that you will pour and fill him God, with your presence, Lord. I pray that, that right now this sickness leaves his body, and I pray that he comes back next week fired up and full of the Spirit. In your holy name, we pray. Amen. Let's give God praise this morning. Let's give God praise. Yeah. Hey, it's good to be back with y'all, church. I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I preached. I had to apologize to Travis afterwards because I had, I had some caffeine, and uh, some of y'all hated on me about what happened, what I said at the beginning of the service, so I'm not going to tell you that Rachel ate my pancakes last, that, that time. Someone ate my pancakes, and so it didn't, it didn't uh, you know, suck up the caffeine like it was supposed to, and I knew it was bad, church, when I saw Travis, he's back there getting a massage from Tony, you know, afterwards, he's like, Tony's like, come on, man, it's almost over, it's almost over, you know, that's how I knew I was burning this stage up, so hats off to our camera operator, Travis, yes, give him a hand, give him a hand, he knows how to follow your hyped up boy this morning. Now, again, I also know it was bad because I kid you not, church, on the way home from church, my mom calls me. She doesn't say, hey, good word. Oh, man, I'm proud of you. Man, that was good. You're getting better. She goes, stop drinking caffeine. <laughs> stop drinking caffeine. Man, I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. God, God forbid you get saved. You know what I mean? Oh, man. So I haven't had quite as much caffeine. I got extra helping of pancakes. So we are ready to go. And I'm just going to tell you this morning, uh, someone might want to try looking for a hanky for me this morning. Because I can tell you that this morning, this word is all over me because the Holy Spirit actually started speaking this to me during my devotion. And so Friday, I got up, and I was doing my devotion, and I'm, I'm, I'm reading through, like, there, the, the way my devotion is, is there's a devotional, and then there's scripture, and then I journal about, or, or, or I'll write down, or, I mean, it kind of towards the end, I'll be honest with you, I do whatever I feel like God's leading me at that time. Sometimes it's singing, um, sometimes it might have been accidentally falling asleep. Can I be real to you in church? How many of y'all ever fell asleep praying? I just started to say, there's like three people, some of y'all lying, sitting there, sitting there reading y'all's Bible, and y'all fall asleep at night. Y'all know y'all lying. Um, so I was reading my Bible, and God just started dealing with me, and I was like, man, this is good. Like, I might write this stuff down and start working on something out of this, and, and so I did. I started writing, you know, this little short outline, and, and uh, about an hour later, I got the call from Pastor Kelly, and she goes, hey, Pastor Josh is sick. I need you to uh, take over the service, and we're going to change this, and so we started working out kind of what's going to, what this is going to look like, and I was just good because I already had something, and, and so listen, I want you to lean in this morning because I really believe that God has just given me a message. And listen, I believe that, that we're going to confront some stuff today. I think we're going to have some fun. 
But I believe more than anything, we're going to leave here changed. Amen, church? Amen. Today, we're going to talk about altars and altar moments. Altars and altar moments. Now, when I talk about altars in church, many of you probably think about this area right here. You know, because this is what we often refer to, to as our altar space in church. So uh, when we have a time of altar time, this is where we typically would call you to go. Everybody's pretty familiar with that process. You've probably seen it once or twice in church where we bow your head, close your eyes, call, come up front, all that good stuff. So that may be what you think of when we talk about altars and altar moments this morning, church, but I can tell you that the Bible is full of altars as well. We see physical altars in Scripture. These are monuments, statues, rocks, walls, anything that are built uh, to, to commemorate a place where God showed up and his display, he, he displayed his full power and his glory. And so they, they raise an area t- so that they can remember that place. But the scriptures also make reference to a different kind of altar, an altar moment. And this is where people are confronted by God, right? And, and ultimately, a lot of the times what you see is when these people are confronted by God, you get a yes, Lord. And so these are the type of altar moments that I want us to focus on today. These are, these are the, the type, not so much of like a physical place. We will hit on those a little bit, but what I want us to do is really wrap our heads around these holy moments. See, many of y'all can, can think of what those altar moments in your life look like, right? It looks different from person to person. There, there might be more for some people than there are for other people's. But I'll give you a couple that, that I have. So I have like salvation. That's a big altar moment, right? The biggest. Um, there's, I remember being healed of, of sickness and I remember being called into the ministry. Maybe, maybe for you an altar moment, it is a place where you forgave someone this morning. But, but there's these altar moments and they look different from all of us, from person to person. But they have very common characteristics, church. And so I went through and I kind of looked at them and I'm like, what are these main characteristics that I'm seeing here? And so I got three for y'all this morning for you note takers. A few characteristics of altar moments that I want us to get this morning. The first one is altar moments may happen in a physical place, but they are a position and attitude before God. Yeah, so it may happen in a physical place, but that's why we we have people come forward during altar call. That's why we have a time of coming out. Listen to me, church. It's not to embarrass anybody. It's not to call somebody out. It's not to be like, hey, look, we have a sinner amongst us. It's to give you a place to physically go and take a posture before God and so that an altar moment can happen in your life. It's taking a spiritual posture before God. And we see Jesus give us an example of this in John 6. If you have your Bibles, turn to John 6.35, if you would, this morning. Jesus is speaking to the crowd of the 5,000 that he just fed with some Captain D's. All right? So this is the same crowd That crowd's been there with them. You can tell by the language used in the Bible that they all starting to get tired of each other. And and, and Jesus even goes and they follow him, right? And he turns around to them and he says, hey, you're following me because you saw miracles, but you did not understand the relevance of the miracles you saw. Right? I love the message version because it says it like this. I don't know why I just whistled. Y'all just go with it. Sometimes I just whistle. Make weird noises when you start to get older. Stuff pops. You just whistle through your teeth. You know? Some of my my seasoned folks say amen. They're like, you don't even know, Pastor. Right? I love what the message version says. It, it, It says, you're here because I fed you for free. Come on, these students. Come on. I have a good friend of mine that has this theory about youth ministry. He's like, if you'll feed them, they'll come, right? It's like the first thing of having a youth ministry. You don't even need like, you don't even really need youth pastors. You just need pizza, (laughs) just pizza. You just need pizza, 
If you feed them, they will come. And listen to what he says. He says, not because you saw God in my actions. You're coming because I fed you for free. And then he says, that which I've done for you, you're going to be hungry again. In just a little while, you'll be hungry again. In a little while, you'll expect to be fed again. And in a little while, this will go away. And then Jesus says, don't focus on that stuff. Instead, focus on the thing that I will do for you and seek after that. And then in verse 35, that's where we're picking up this morning. Say, I got it if you got it. Say, I don't if you don't. Oh, I love it. All right. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never, be, uh, will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Come on, church. Whoever. <laughs> that's, that's good, right? It, it says, whoever comes. Whoever comes. Now, I can tell you that that's good news for whoever <laughs> in this church this morning. Because one thing you can, you can say all this stuff about yourself, but you line up into that group of whoever this morning. Picking up in verse 37, it says, However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. So right there we see this principle of, Jesus, uh, of coming to Jesus. Another time we see in Matthew 11, he says, Come to me, all who are weary... And carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Yet again, we say, come. So it, it may happen in a physical place, but it's a, it's a posture before God. And then the, the second characteristics of altar moments that I want you to get this morning. Number two, in altar moments, your will bows to his. Your will bows to his. Again, you're taking a posture of surrender. You're, you're taking a posture of saying, everything I am, I lay down before you. It's not about me. It's about you. I wonder today, church, if that doesn't sound like a beautiful world to live in. We see another perfect example of this if we keep reading in John 6, starting at verse 38. It says, for I've come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And look, then he said, and this is what that will is. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. Come on, let's give God praise this morning, church, that he didn't want his will, that he wanted God's will. What a... What a perfect example this morning. I'm going to talk to my online folks for just a minute. Hey, I'm going to give you a peek behind the curtain into what we do. Every once in a while, you're going to see me walk because I can't stand still. You're going to see me walk to the front of the stage. You're going to see me look down. You're going to see me back up. So these guys in here can see this, but you can't. It's me making sure that I don't end up on worship fells by falling off the stage. Amen? So if you see me do that, just know, oh, he's, he's keeping himself straight. He's staying in that box this morning. Right? Jesus was a perfect example of this, and we see that in the garden. This is where we're going to see him say, not my will, but your will. The garden of Gethsemane. Jesus prays this prayer. He says, not my will, but yours. Now, there's more to it than that in the scripture, but that's essentially it. He's saying, not my will, but yours. Come on, that's why we lift our hands in worship this morning, church. It's not to help you sing better. Trust me. It, it's to show God I've taken a, a, a position, a humble position of surrender in your presence. It's the posture of not my will, but yours. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second. The, the last characteristic that I want you to get about altar moments is this. They are a specific time or place of unburdening. They are a specific time or place of unburdening. There is a book called Pilgrim's Progress. <laughs> hey, Roy, 
Can you, can you hand me that pack? Your boy left it on the front row. We'll stand here awkwardly. Thank you, buddy. So there's this book, Pilgrim's Pride. Y'all go with me for just a second. Y'all bear, y'all bear with me. Your boy got handed this service on Friday. Sometimes I'm going to forget my strap. All right, so you, you got this, this guy. He's going on a journey, right? And he's trying to find this king in his kingdom. And he's carrying a pack. And it talks about this pack is extremely heavy. That, it, that it's a great burden to him. It, it talks about that it makes his battle and his journey difficult. And, and here's why. It's actually the representation of his sin, but it's manifested physically as a pack that he has to carry around. And, and, and so what he does is in this journey, he finds his way to the cross. And he, he comes to the cross in church. Listen to me. He comes and he takes a position of surrender. And he starts to repent. And he starts to turn away. And in that moment of repentance, in that posture of confession, the pack, the snaps on it, snap, and the pack falls away. Now listen, church, that's very important because the pack falls away and it's physically represented by rolling down a hill. So it falls away from him and it snaps so that it can never be used again. Some of y'all aren't picking up what I'm putting down this morning. Listen, it didn't get lighter. The guy didn't get stronger. He didn't reposition the pack to carry it better. The pack fell away and it fell away broken so that it would not be able to be used again. And that's good news. Go ahead, give him praise. Yeah. Now that's good news for people that like to carry around packs. Right? We, we like to grab these packs. And, and, and here's the deal. We carry it around and we, we wear it like a badge of honor. And here's why, church. Because oftentimes we've been taught or we've been conditioned that carrying this pack around is easier than coming to a posture of repentance. And, and maybe it's for several different reasons. Maybe, maybe it's your pride telling you that you're equipped to carry this. Let me tell you what this sounds like this morning. Oh, it's my thorn in my side. Come on. Y'all took one Bible verse and took it and ran with it. One Bible verse for one person took it and ran with it. No, listen. God is not like that. <laughs> His grace is sufficient, but can I tell you that he wants you to lay down your burdens? I assure you, there's scripture everywhere that talks about it. It's the thorn in my flesh. But listen, God's saying, hey, that thing looks heavy. That thing looks heavy. But we wear it around like a badge of honor, or, or, or maybe it's because of this. This is, this is one you'll see leaders deal with a lot. If, if someone sees me struggle, then what will that do for them? Or maybe you're, you've been a part of a church, and maybe you heard all this stuff, and maybe you went to have an altar moment, and somebody hurt you. Can I tell you today, church, all that can fall away? And I believe, understand this this morning. Those same people that we worry about what's going to happen if they see us. Listen, if they see us come to the cross and they see us come burdened and they, they see us leave free, then can I just tell you what they've seen is your testimony. And, and so, listen, stop walking around scared and thinking that we're better equipped to carry the heavy burden than we are to come and take a posture before God and leave unburdened. And listen to me this morning, church. It doesn't even have to be sin. It doesn't even have to be sin. Right? 
Let's take one more look at Jesus. Can we all just agree so I don't have to go do a bunch of backstory that Jesus was perfect, that Jesus was, was sinless? So one more look at Jesus. We've already talked about how in the garden he decided, not my will, but yours be done. But I can tell you, church, that he went into that garden burdened. He went in burdened, and he said so himself. He says so himself. I love this because it shows his surrender. He goes in and he tells his disciples, he says, Hey, I want you to pray because the time is near. And I want you to pray because I'm in great distress. Says that in Matthew. And, and, and Mark, it, it says that he's burdened. And he goes and he, he prays and he says, God, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And then he goes back and we all know the story. We, he finds his disciples asleep and he tells them, he goes, wake up so that you won't fall into temptation. Pray for me because I'm in great distress. And then this time we see his prayer get a little bit deeper. He says, not, he, he goes, if it's possible, for this cup to pass from me, let it pass. But if it's not possible for this cup to pass unless I drink it, then your will be done. And that last time that he went back to the disciples, let me just tell you something was different, church. Something was different. He went back to his disciples and he wasn't saying, hey, I'm still distressed. Hey, I need you to pray. Hey, I told you to do this. He goes, hey, go ahead, get your rest. My time's come. And that's what he said to his disciples. Something had changed, church. He walked out and he's begging his disciples, hey, I'm burdened. Pray for me. Then he goes back to the cross and he says, not my will, but your will. And he walks away and it's gone and something is different. You see, nothing changed about the situation. Nothing changed about the outcome. Yet Jesus came, he took a posture and he left unburdened. Now these scriptures tell us today that, that Jesus greatly values and understands altar moments through personal experience. He's had these altar moments. He's, he's had them himself. He's had to, had to do them himself. He's a good example for us, church, because we don't just serve a God or a deity. We serve a, a, a personal Savior who has equipped us to be more like Him. We've been purchased into relationship with the Father through great personal cost so that we can revel in His presence. And, and these altars that we build up in our hearts, maybe they're a physical place, maybe it's something that you built up in your heart as a place to be remembered. Can I just tell you that it can be your true north this morning? Like, like we, we often say, life can get crazy. Sometimes things can get hard. Sometimes it can get hard to even focus on God. Sometimes you make mistakes and walk away. Who knows, but can I tell you that there is a true north. Because it doesn't matter what's going on in your life, this will always be there. And we can look back, look back at it and remember that this was a time that God and his glory and his power was on full display. And I love these moments because they can present themselves anywhere and you can carry them anywhere. Now, church, I'm going to be extremely brutally transparent with you for a minute. Because I feel like, again, they see you struggle, they see you get up free, they've seen your testimony. Um, about seven, six years ago, let's do six years ago, um, me and my wife decided that it would be a good idea for me to be a stay-at-home dad and for her to go back to work because she is my sugar mama. Amen? Um, now, I can tell you, I don't know why. I don't know. I can't explain it. I'd like to say that it's not pride, but probably deep down it, it, it probably is. But 
What I started noticing as I was dealing with some severe anxiety and depression, and uh, things got really bad, and then things started to get better. And, uh, you know, there for a long time, I didn't deal with anything. Things were great. Praise God. Uh, started this year out. I lost my brother-in-law. Many of y'all know that. My brother-in-law died of cancer. Um, a year before that, nothing was wrong with him. We were at Dick's Sporting Goods watching the kids run around in a circle. Something broke. <laughs> and listen, I started dealing with that depression. I started dealing with that anxiety again. And I was praying, church, God, heal this. I know that this isn't your will for me to struggle with this, but I was, I, there were times where I, I was just nailing it and everything was great. And then there's times where the lights would be off in my room. I'd be in a hoodie covered up, just begging God, please, Lord Jesus, just let this day pass. Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest? Um, I started to get help. I went to pastoral care counseling because, you know, I was like, hey, I'm going to go get help. I don't want to be one of the pastors that deal with this forever and it hurts their ministry or worse off, they end up hurting their family or they end up hurting themselves. I don't want to be a pastor like that. I can suck it up and go get help. And so I started getting pastoral care counseling. Two sessions into those pastoral care counselings, we're ripping off band-aids I didn't even know I still had. Stuff that I thought, man, there's no way I'm still dealing with this. We ended our second uh, session. We set up the third. Tom, got, Tom came around for the third session. Never heard from the guy again. Can I tell you, church, there's not much more hurt for a depressed person than your counselor to say, nah, man. Nah, man. And so... I started praying, God, I've got all these wounds that are open. Time to heal them. Time to heal them. And we went to this conference Monday night. And uh, I remember, man, from the moment that he got up and said the words hello, I was like, everybody else in this room can leave. And just me and this pastor can be in here. And he will have 100% completed his assignment from God. And I remember it was about, <clears throat> it was about naming, you know, I, I kind of referenced it Wednesday night. It was about naming. I'm not going to get into it, but it was just this powerful story. And at the end, he did an altar call. And uh, you're surrounded by pastors. <laughs> you're surrounded by, like, the cream of the crop, the rock stars, you know, I'm sitting here beside my pastor and beside all the leaders. And God said, go. So I went. And he delivered me right there. Give God praise. Yeah. He delivered me right there. And... And I remember sitting there thinking, church, I'm like, oh, man, thank you, God. I was so overwhelmed. I can't even tell you, you know, how and, and how many times God was just like, I was trying. I was trying to do this. I was trying to do this, and I was trying to do that. And so here's what I, here, here's why I share that with you, church. All throughout my house, we have scripture, good scripture, scriptures that you want to declare over your family and over your household. Some of them look like, you know, pictures and paintings that we have as part of our decor. Some of them are paintings that our friends have done. Some of them are sticky notes on our wall. And so I brought my favorite one. My favorite one. This is my favorite altar that's in my house. Okay, this, obviously not right now, but this goes over my bed right where my headboard is. 
It goes there so that I can see it every day. So that it's the first thing that I wake up to. It's the last thing that I see before I go to bed. And here is why, church. It says on this paper, it says 96%. It says October 3rd, 2022, leading with leprosy. And the reason why I put that is so that I can remember that if I ever get feeling like that again, that first of all, it's important that I look back and remember that no, on October 3rd, during a message called Leading with Leprosy, God delivered me from anxiety and depression never to deal with it again. Give him praise. Yeah. Miss CJ's got the hanky for me. But even furthermore, I put 96% on there to remind me that it's important that I lead well. It's important that I don't say, hey, I don't want my kids to see that I'm strong enough to carry a stupid pack. I want them to see that I'm strong enough to hit my knees and say I'm sorry. I want them to see that I'm strong enough to say, hey, God, thank you for delivering me. I will do whatever it takes to make sure that there is a 96% chance that my family will break the generational bondage that's been on me. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Give him praise. Give him praise in this place. Roy, if you'll go ahead and get ready to play as I close. I say all that, church, because God spoke to me in that moment. I'm sitting there in the altar, and inevitably, Satan's going to try to do something stupid. And I remember he was like, man, all these pastors, <laughs> you're going to go up and say, you know, because they don't know what you're doing. They don't know why you're going up front. Nobody does but you and God. And so he's like, what are they going to think? What are they going to think? And I just didn't care because I'm like, I don't care. I'm ready to be done with this. And I went up and church... <laughs> God was like, look around. And I looked around, and so many pastors not only had responded, but everybody was just touching shoulders somewhere. It was just this huge prayer time this morning. And so, listen to me. I've said all this stuff today to bring us to this moment. If you would... Bow your head and close your eyes. Now, I never want to walk away from a moment in God's presence without giving someone a chance to accept Jesus for the first time. And so listen, if that's you, can I just be honest? Can we be honest in church and not play? I believe that you know it this morning. I believe that God's been drawing you, calling you and speaking to you all morning. And so if that's you and you want to give your life to Jesus, I'm going to count to three. And what I want you to do is I just want you to look up at me, make eye contact with me, and then look back down. I'm not going to embarrass you. I've already said that that's not what we do here. That's not biblical, and we are absolutely not going to do that. So you have no fear. If that's you, it's just you and Jesus. Three, two, one. If that's you, lift your eyes up and just look at me this morning. Just look at me this morning. joining us online listen don't unplug from this I know that I can't see you lift your eyes but listen I encourage you right now to pull up your phone and send us a message saying hey I want to receive Christ for the first time listen somebody will be in touch with you to walk you through that process and to celebrate with you 
for the rest of us this morning. I believe that there's two groups this morning that need prayer. The first group is a group that you need to start building some altars. You You need to start building some altars in your life to show the times that God's shown up and displayed his glory and his power in your life. Some of y'all need to do that this morning. So in a moment, I'm going to have an invitation to come up front and receive prayer. I want to challenge you to do that. Be the first one to do that. Try to make that a race if that's you today. Don't let anything hold you back. Then the second group, I believe, have built altars, but it's the altars of the wrong things. It's the, it's the altars of the times that, that your outcome didn't end up the way you wanted it to. It's the, it's the time that someone hurts you. It's the time that you just have a hard time letting go. And so today I believe that God wants to tear down those altars and rebuild a new one this morning. Amen. So in a moment, we're just going to keep everything soft. We're going to play, let the worship team play as we pray today. But if that's you and God's dealing with you, I want you to come. I'm going to go ahead and count. One, two, three. If you need to come forward this morning for prayer, I just invite you to come. I invite you to come. Thank you. Let's give God praise for these. Let's give God praise. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to give just a couple of moments for anyone else. you need to come, I encourage you to come. For those of us in the seats, listen, over the next couple of moments, let's just pray for these ladies up here. Let's lift them up. Let's stand in with them. Let's show them that I'm not a liar when I said that we're not calling them out to embarrass them, but this is a place of freedom. This morning, worship team, if you will, just play soft, kind of keep it low-key while I pray for, for our people. There's nothing worth more than when all the concords of thinking compared to
make us forget the faithfulness of you. God, I pray that we see them, see them clearly. For these that made a decision, God, I don't know if they're building altars or if they're tearing them down, God, but you do. And so right now, Lord, I pray that, that it's clear to them what they need to build to remember these moments by, Lord. I pray that they take a posture before you, a posture of surrender. And we give you praise, God, because I believe that because of that posture, there will be a great unburden. We believe that. We ask you for that. In your holy name, we pray. Amen. Hey, can we give God praise one more time? Yes. Yes. I got one more thing. Ladies, if, if you're still praying, listen, pray. Feel free. I want us to do one more thing. It's a powerful thing we've had an opportunity to do. Um, so in our community, we have a lot of people that are going through a lot of stuff right now. One of the things that we do as a church is um, we have like a prayer page and people can reach out to us and message us and we pray for them and if they need stuff we partner with different ministries and outreaches and and stuff like that well we uh will from time to time we will get just this feeling or we'll find a family that that we can really bless or or, or something like that will they'll come to our attention and that has happened this week we have a family that we have the opportunity to help them get some housing um, so as a church we are going to do that amen give God praise yeah yes I'm so excited about it we get to do that as a church but here's what I wanted to do um, for you guys is I know that we have a lot of generous people in this church and, and a lot of people that would love to get the opportunity to partner with us and bless this family. So gentlemen, if you will come forward again, they did not know. I'm looking at you, Terry. He's like, every Sunday, look at me. <laughs> gentlemen, if you'll come forward, thank you, sir. Um, we're gonna just take up an offering and listen, this is not going to the church. It's not going to our bills. It's not, it's not going to anything. It is going to be taken, counted, and then given directly to go towards this family and bless this family this morning. Amen. So listen, if you did not come prepared to give this morning, but you would still like to, you can reach out to the church office or give online later on in the week. Just make sure you let us know that this is for the family that we're helping get into housing. Amen. I'm going to pray over us one more time, and when this is done, um, I'm going to give, I, I'm, I see, I'm getting, I'm getting the hold up. I'm getting the hold up. That means my gentlemen are going to get the offering baskets. Um, so in just a second, I'm going to pray, and we're going to dismiss, um, and what we'll do is our guys will be posted kind of back there uh, at the sound booth, and uh, Terry, why don't you just... One of y'all park at the sound booth, one of y'all park at the door, and on your way out, if you want to bless that family, please do that. We will make sure that it gets in the right place this morning. Amen. Father God, thank you again for a powerful service. Thank you, Lord, that we get a chance as a church to say, hey, we don't just exist to to preach the gospel. We want to be the gospel, Lord. I pray that this family is beyond blessed. I pray that, that this isn't just a temporary fix, but I pray that today this is something that changes their entire life for the rest of their life, God. And I pray that they can look back on you and not just see a church, but see a community of believers that look like Jesus. And I pray that they see him through our actions, all of those that have decided, hey, I want to partner and I want to give and I want to see this family blessed as well. Lord, we know that we're already under a, a blessing. And so, Lord, I pray that you just show off this week. 
I pray that you show off this week because some of us are giving this morning, but we need as well. And your word says that if we seek you first, you will give to us. And so we ask for that. Lord, let this be a testimony of how great and faithful and generous our God is. In your holy name we pray. Can we give him praise this morning again, church? I love you. I hope you have an awesome week. Hey, listen, if I've never met you before, I would love to, to talk or chat. I'll be up here for a little bit, and then I'll be out in the foyer um, hanging out with my wife and getting some fresh air because I'm about to die in this jacket and this wool sweater. Amen. I love you guys. Have an awesome week.